Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the podcast where we talk about stuff, all the stuff. Uh, I'm your host, Coop, and this is my co-host, John. I was late today. <laughs> You're always late, John. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a guest today uh, on our first uh, podcast of the year. Uh, our guest this episode has been part of the noise rock scene for quite a few years. You may know him from the band Low Dose uh, before they uh, kind of dissolved in 2019. He's also the head of the Philadelphia indie label, uh, Knife Hit Records, housing such bands as Sunburster, Cage, and Demons, to name a few. Uh, but you probably most likely know him these days from the noise rock post-punk band Rid of Me. Rid of Me's sophomore album, uh, Access to the Lonely, made plenty of waves towards the end of the last year, uh, landing a many-year end list, uh, praising the band for their blend of chaotic beauty and brutal honesty. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm, sticky welcome to Mr. Mike McGinnis. Woo-woo! What's going on? Thank, thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated. Yeah. Hey. I was really nervous about that intro. Why? I don't know. I was like, I always feel like, is it too much? Is it not enough? I can never find a perfect enough. blend. Yeah, it was perfect. Well, you didn't, bring, <laughs> you didn't bring up Fidam, Coop, so you blew it. Uh, that, that's a good thing these days. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So usually how we uh, start these things off, we kind of uh, talk about what we've been listening to for the past couple of weeks or the past month or so. Mm -hmm. uh, John, I believe it is your turn to go first this, this month. Is it? Or do you want me okay. to go ahead? No I'm, no, I'm ready to go. I got all kinds of stuff I want to talk about. Go for it. So... Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the band Capsule. They they yep. were kind of, okay, good. Okay, yeah. So my great, great, great band, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess they're back together, and I didn't know this, but they dropped like a little three song like EP like in the middle of December. I think it's pronounced like Ferox or it's F E R O X. Anyways, they're back together, and like the new EP is so fucking good. So, like, uh, Capsule is uh, Eric Hernandez, who was in Torch for, like, a hot minute. He was on their last album. Um, and then he was in a band called Wrong. And um, Oh, I know Wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, all the shit that he's been associated with is, like, really good. And I guess they're back together. The new, like, little EP they dropped is Fire. So, definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely recommending that. Hopefully they, like, make a full length. It sounds like they're, like, back together, so... And they were like super like uh, busy during through like 2008 through like 2013. So hopefully like they're firing it back up. So stoked on that. Are they? Um, did they make an actual uh, like announcement that they're going to be a, a full band again, or did, did they yeah. just drop some songs? So like on their Instagram, they were like, "We're like back at it." Like they were Hell saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I was I'm pretty fucking stoked. So this is news to me. I, this went over my head. So. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Very, very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of everything that that crew does. So. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if some of the band, some of the guys that were in Capsule were in Wrong. I think maybe the same guitar player, maybe in the drum. I'm not sure. So, it's so hard. Like, if if people don't list the band members on their like band camp, I'm like, I can't remember who's in what fucking <laughs> band. You know. So, it yeah. might be some of the same people from Wrong too. I don't know. Um, and then I just found out about this band called uh, Hello Mary. Uh, have you heard of them before, Coop? Uh, I have heard of Hello Mary before. Okay, yeah. well, I guess they dropped an album like in like March, but it's like super cool, like grungy kind of like '90s stuff, like yeah, like Veruca Salt or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of uh, only not as yeah, it's it's grunge, but not as like aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it this totally is... it totally has like that like '90s like rock yeah. grunge vibe. So yeah. This is very serendipitous because they I had not heard of them prior to a week ago and yeah. they hit me up about literally one week ago hit me up about doing some shows with Rid of Me. Uh Oh so no shit. It's That's funny cool. that Yeah, I, I I literally this is only the second time I I I've been like made aware of them in the last like week. So Oh cool. Pretty awesome <laughs> of you to bring them up after they you know after yeah. I talked just talk to him so. yeah i mean i would love to go to that show where are you coming to utah you guys coming to salt lake <laughs> we, we might have to now uh and then last one is electric hawk um they're out of chicago they're like a power trio instrumental whatever um they dropped their like third album um it's really good it's all instrumental instrumental shit it just shreds like it's fucking awesome 
And I think that came out like mid December too. So I'm like trying to highlight shit that's not on everyone's end of the year list. You know what I mean? Right. Except for the Hello Mary, which is old, but you know, Mike just uh, heard of him. So yeah, that's super <laughs> weird, uh, John. Uh, are you done? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to talk over you. No, you're good. Like you're bringing the fire. I'm like, oh, does he have more? <laughs> um, so uh, that's funny that you talked about an instrumental group from Chicago. Um, because the first thing that I have on my list is an instrumental group from Chicago. Okay. Uh, the group is called Wet Chain. Okay. Uh, Wet Chain, it's like, um, I'm not going to say it's progressive because it's definitely a lot more grungier kind of stoner rock, but it's kind of progressive in a way that it's not just a dirge constantly, but it's real bass heavy, uh, real gnarly distorted bass. It's real layered. Um, Oh, that shit that just came out, like yeah, it, okay. it just came out not too long ago, and yeah. it's uh, it, they had like a few songs before, but um, right. it's real ugly, but man, it's so satisfying. Uh, cool, cool. And they're yeah. from Chicago, so nice. Maybe we yeah, should get I'm those guys to, to get together with, with Wet Chain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right? Electric hot wet, wet chain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just has a nice ring to it. Yeah, for um, sure. The second thing that I have is another band from Chicago. Uh, Mike, I'm from Chicago, so I'm not just trying to flex on on my city's <laughs> yeah, <know>, scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the band is called uh, Coronary. Uh, the album is called The Future Is Now. Uh, this is kind of thrashy, kind of hardcore punk. Um, yeah, it's real fast and real nasty. Uh, I I I been listening to this album. It came out like in September, I think, or October, okay. and. It came up uh, on Bandcamp, and I was just rocking out to it. But the funny thing about it is I actually know one of the dudes that's in the band. He's a photographer. His name's Brian. Oh, really? Um, I've, I've talked to this dude many times. We're friends on <laughs> Facebook and everything. He's always oh. talking about his band, but I, I apparently I never paid attention. So you're just plugging one of your friend's bands to be nice. Is that what you're saying? So, yeah. So now I am plugging my <laughs> friend's band. But, be- but before I looked at who was in the band, uh, yeah. no, this was an actual legitimate uh, recommendation. Cool. cool. I'm uh, but yeah. Too check them out because they they play a lot of shows around here uh it's really really gnarly stuff um nice very good and then my third which is going to be um nothing like the first two and i hope i don't get beat up for bringing it up Uh but um not from chicago and not related but this artist is named paula cooper she is a r&b kind of gospel artist Um, you always bring up some random r&b stuff (laughs) well um (laughs) it's really really good uh positive stuff i it's christian but it's not like preachy christian it's definitely soul uh gospel stuff kind of kind of southern gospel neo soul kind um she is a uh actually i think she is a preacher but she used to serve in the military and like uh, she does music in church, but like this record is very, very cool, very sixties, and oh, nice. uh, um, just a lot of. And even if you're n- uh, not in spiritual stuff, uh, it's still very positive and uplifting, and really, really groovy. Very cool, nice. The name of that, that album is awesome. "Love Is." By the way, okay, cool, cool. I'll check it out. I am so, making notes for all of these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what? For new stuff. What have you been listening to, Mike? Um, so I wasn't exactly sure if we were talking about, you know, like brand new stuff or not. I'm always kind of revisiting like some of the, hey, you know, yeah. the, the go-tos depending on my mood. For sure. You know, um, but I will say that, uh, over the past couple, couple weeks, uh, I've been spinning the new Institute album, um, yes. Yes. which sort of, sort of came out by surprise. I mean, they're a pretty awesome punk band that I think like does a really good job at, uh, yep taking people by surprise. So I didn't know they had a new full length or anything. It just, you know, came across my vision at some point right. and I'd love it. So I, I don't know if you guys are into that band, but like, you know, yep. they like hit all the right notes for me. I love the production. Uh, it does that kind of snotty punk thing, oh, but yeah, like the, sure. the, the songs are so well-written and the production is like just right for me. Well, it's just so, like tight too. It, like all their songs yep. are like tight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't expect them to have a new LP. I love all their records and they had one and it, you know, it did everything I wanted it to. So, um, 
uh, what's another thing? Like, I guess because like the year just ended, I've, I've sort of been like looking at things from the past year Yeah. in retrospect with, you know, I mean, that's kind of what everyone talks about around this time of year. Right, so right. For sure. I don't know if you, if you guys know the band Facet at all. Yes. Um, yes. yes. The, the Facet album is yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love their album. Scott, Scott Evans did it, who mixed our album, you yep. know, good, good friend of mine. Um, right. I was sort of unaware of them until Rid of Me played a show with them on our tour. I guess it was in like May, June when we were out okay. with Cherubs. Um, yep. We ended we ended up crossing paths with them in Milwaukee and playing a show together. And like, oh, cool. They instantly hooked me live, and then I was like, oh, you know, I found out that Scott did their record. The record yep. came out on on Hex, which yep. is also a friend of mine. So it kind of was like, oh, all the, all these mutual friends. Yeah. And I, I ended up just like loving the record. Uh, the you know it it I they sort of worship Unwound, but they know they do. They wear it on their sleeve. It's yep. not like they're you know it's not they have their own identity as well. So you know, yeah. um, so that record has been uh. Over the past few weeks, I've I've been turning it back on quite a Hell bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's cool. You guys know that record. I, I think it's. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I kind of think it flew under the radar for a lot of people this year, and yeah. I think it it is so well done and deserves recognition for sure. Coop, I think um, we shouted it out like in one of the episodes on the pod, didn't we? I swear I, I, I like recommended it or some shit. Like I that. feel like it. Are you- it's either no. that or you told me about it yeah. like off the record either way or something. it's getting a double yeah. shout out and that's what counts <laughs> yeah <Yes>. hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and i guess for my third uh something that i also only really got turned on to uh a more recent release be- because of the rid of me record is uh and coop you probably are aware of this band but uh stuck their album freak frequency yeah um, yeah 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 i'm super into that i you know i uh the the one guy in the band works at a chicago mastering services and and, Mm -hmm. uh they they mastered our record oh yeah 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 okay and i i didn't i didn't really listen to it until i was made aware of that uh our other guitar player john was like you know hey you should really check this band out the guy works at the studio that mastered our record and i kind of fell in love right away you know and it again it's in that post-punk realm yeah but i feel like it kind of has like a little bit of like the devo thing going on occasionally it does you know i'm I'm, which which i'm a sucker for so yeah Yeah. a little bit kind of yeah but but it like never goes to a way that makes me like you know, there's Obnoxious. certain there's there's certain types of quirk that can turn me off for sure, right. yeah. and it just rides up to the line and then pulls back. And, and I, and I, yeah, for and sure. I, I I appreciate that with any kind of like art that you know, like I love the Talking Heads, but there are certain things that David Byrne does that I'm like I'm okay on that right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yep, it's and, it stuck stuck manages to not cross the david bird line so yeah that's <laughs> sure, a good sure. that's a good threshold because i always yeah. feel like i should love the talking heads but i don't for Dude, that I, reason i was yeah, just having it's probably combo. because yeah. of that yeah like i was just having this combo with someone we were talking about like kick-ass talking head songs and i was like they have like maybe one <laughs> two albums that i'll like listen yeah. to and then other than that it's just like hit me with the hits or like random songs that are yeah. cool other than that like i'm not sitting down and like busting out like three talking heads albums or whatever you know? <laughs> yeah i i love the talking heads like so much mostly because of the songwriting and instrumentation yeah. and, and the way they went about their production and kind of how they were like doing things that no one else was doing at the time but there's occasional Every album has these songs, yeah. and I'm like, oh, David Byrne just does a thing where I'm like, oh, over the over the line, yeah. you know? like a, too far, yeah. too, too far. far, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I to- when someone's like, I don't like the Talking Heads, I'm like, I understand, yeah, all good, yeah. For sure. Well, thanks, thanks for making me feel guilty, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's awesome. So we've talked a lot about Chicago bands on here, and I feel really guilty because I'm the Chicago guy here. Um, I just want to ask this really quick, Mike. What's the? You're from Philadelphia, another huge music city um, for for the tourist. But what's the what's <laughs> the the noise rock kind of you know indie underground hard rock scene in Philadelphia like? It's pretty solid. I wouldn't really say like it's it's sort of like genreless, you know, yeah. like like nobody like there's not like a big like noise rock thing or or like anything. It's it's right. you know, uh 
I guess everyone here, it's just sort of just punk, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, hardcore is very big here in Philly. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great hardcore bands. Uh, but, you know, like a lot of the bands that might be considered screamo or noise rock or anything, like, it's, I feel like here, like, nobody really talks yeah, it's about it. It's all kind of qualms like, in. Yeah, yeah like, scene, yeah. But it, but it's awesome. I mean, you know, my favorite band from here still is Soul Glow. You know, like, mm-hmm. that's, I, they're, they're, the shit yeah <laughs> um especially live like just next level so yeah, for sure but but we have yeah i don't know it's a cool scene it's you know it, it could be fragmented at times uh mm-hmm. it's like philly is such a large town that it's sort of divided into a bunch of small towns so right oftentimes people from one neighborhood sort of have nothing to do with people from another neighborhood not not by choice just sort of i think the way the city's laid out like right that's just the way it is so i would say that's like the one downside but you know as far as music is concerned I, you know there's i mean you know we have i think all in the same month like uh there's like a new mannequin pussy record a new piss jeans record and somebody else is putting something out painted black just put one out soul mm-hmm. glow is constantly putting stuff out like that's yeah. we just have all these bands that are just especially punk bands that are just constantly crushing it so yeah. i i have no complaints yeah for sure yeah so Talk to us about like the label stuff. Like I know you have like a new album already ready to come out or that already came out, right? Uh, uh yeah. What was it? Yeah. It was early. No, it's been out like two months now. So yeah. 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 So, um, talk to us about how like rid of me came from like fight amp to low dose to like, give us like the history. I mean, I, I, I kind of know, but like give us the history for like, yeah. people that maybe don't know like all three bands or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, you know, I guess the, it's hard to sum it up, but right. you know, it Fight Amp was a band for twelve years. Um, so you know, we kind of you know, Fight Amp started touring at a time when we didn't have smartphones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. So we sort of went through, we ran this gamut, and 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 Fight Amp kind of went from like one of the, an era, one era to another era. Mm-hmm. And when we ended the band, you know me and the other guys in the band wanted to do something new and kind of like shift genre, yeah. even though we put fight amp to bed. So we started low dose with our friend Itaria. Yeah. Um, and we sort of like, I think achieved what we wanted to do, but then the band, because of just personal things and the way lives lives were aligning and jobs and mm. those things right. sort of just dissolved naturally. You know, right. there wasn't really like a, like a big conversation or anything. It sort of just, we just went our own separate ways yep. and I tear, I Terry and I, you know, still wanted to keep making music together because we mm-hmm. really click creatively. Right. And, um, our friend Mike Howard at the time, it was like tw- late 2019. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when Lodos was sort of like, it was clear that maybe we were going to like not be an active band. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Mike Howard was the second of three drummers in fight amp. And, uh, he had sort of gone through like a life change where, you know, his kids got older. He uh, went from being like a tattoo apprentice to owning his own tattoo shop. Um, and, and he, and he was like, Hey, I'm ready to play music again. Yeah. Life stable. <laughs> I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my kids are older, you yeah. know, they're, 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 you know, like it's all good. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I can tour, I can tour again. I can make records again. And so we were like, all right, great. Like, you know, we're old friends, the three of us, probably can make this happen yeah and i terry and i already had some songs banked and like all the ideas of what we wanted to do and howard like instantly came in and was just like the it was just seamless yeah you know uh so yeah i know it's very like it's we're one of those crews that's very like incestuous like you know we all (laughs) but but it's because we're best friends we've all been we you know like we're all like in our late 30s or early 40s and like Mm -hmm. have all been friends since we were teenagers so it's like we had this cat we have even though we haven't been in the same band together and some of us have played together and then stopped and then played again we just had this chemistry where we don't even have to talk about things sometimes really (laughs) It makes things very enjoyable and we're all best friends, you know? So yeah. that's, yeah. It's funny. It's like when I saw like the John join the band, like, you know, after being in fight app and low dose, it's yeah. just like, it's just, it's like for me, like on the outside looking in, like, 
it's just this really cool like evolution of how like you've kept you know some core members from fight up and then iteria and then you know just like how it's just like slowly like progressed into like fucking kick-ass rid of me the second album's so fucking good the first album's fucking good like <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah and, but... and 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 ha- having john like ha- playing music with john again is amazing like yeah. you know like he was my creative partner in fight amp he he and i were the ones that were that were from start to finish right so you know having him involved in rid of me now like it's amazing like right i i, I uh you know he and i like literally you know, I'm 39. He's got a he's a few years older than me. He's in his early 40s, and like, you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood together, like skateboarding yeah. together and everything. So, yeah. him like you know being like, hey, like I'm in a point in my life now where you know he he uh he was in his union apprenticeship when we were doing um uh Lodos. So oh, he was okay. like, hey, hey, I can't really tour or anything. Well, yeah. the pandemic happened, and then he got through his apprenticeship and and you know so now he's through it he's like hey i can i can be active again because now i'm i can kind of call my call my own shots so nice, nice. uh so yeah i don't know it's just it's just the way life goes but it's it's really awesome to be in a band with you know three of my best friends from like grow from growing up you know Hell yeah. So, yeah, yeah that sounds awesome as yeah. uh going back even even further from the outside um <clears throat> i i knew lodos i i enjoyed lodos quite a bit but I didn't know that uh, you guys did rid of me. It was like the last episode <laughs> or the episode before that John suggested that I listen to this record. Oh. And I'm like, and now that I know that, you know, you guys were in the same bands, it makes much more sense, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. But, but my question would be in that, how was, how'd you guys approach your songwriting in Lodos compared to, um, how you approach writing music or creating music with Ritimi. Like, what's what's changed, if anything, between both of those bands on in that in that sense? Yeah, I, I you know, like uh, Dan, who was the last the last of three drummers in Fight Amp, and the Lodos drummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, you know, yep. he was very heavily involved in songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just kind of like steering into a different like avenue with another drummer changed it just naturally um and uh but also like we did make a very like there have been very like uh conscious decisions to to like have different types of changes and then dynamics like we we wanted to emphasize dynamics more than we ever did in like previous bands um, we wanted to make things more vocal driven and make sure mm. the vocals were more of a part of like the initial songwriting process and not like an afterthought, which w- was something that was happening in like Lodos and Fight Amp as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was a lot. I, I can't. It's it's hard to say now because like, we're all like in a groove and sort of like writing very naturally. Right. Um, but but there were conscious decisions that were made for sure to try to like differentiate it. But not that it was important to differentiate it. But we just like. I would say we naturally had some different ideas occurring to us at the time. Yeah. Right. Like and I see too, like with Ataria, like, you know, being a front person, like the evolution there too, like lyrically, vocally, like how that's like taking over more of the music. I, th- I really noticed that from, you know, low dose to the first rid of me album to this new album as well, you know? Yeah. Right on. And you know, it's, it's definitely a conscious decision. Um, but I will say, you know, that from the first rid of me record to the second, one of the big things that uh, another conscious decision we made is the new Ritimi record is very much a two guitar album where mm-hmm. the first one, even though it had two guitars on it, wasn't so much yeah, right. where, where, you know, the, the new one, like absolutely. Like if, if you cut one side out or pan it hard, there are very different things going on in those two yeah. different guitars and they're weaving in and out of each other. And we, and that was like, really like we we put the focus beam on that leading into it, while we were songwriting like that was a very conscious decision cool. so aside from the vocals that was the other thing that we you know fight amp was was a two guitar band in the early days yeah but but we so much of it was just for textures and doubled and we would occasionally go in two different directions yeah low dose had a few songs that had two guitars and it was sort of the same thing it was kind of textural two guitars yeah rid of me now like we're you know we really wanted to be a two guitar band like we we want mm-hmm. the two guitars to when they come together for it to mean something and not always be together and when they go to apart a to mean something if that makes sense yeah for so, sure and yeah. i think and i think too like the mix that scott put on like the new album he really kind of like 
uh, showcases the two guitars too. Cause that's something he's able to do a lot of the times with like previous stuff that he's mixed or, you know, I guess, you know, engineered or whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah, absolutely. I, I, that. That's why, that's why we wanted him to do it. You know, like, yeah. I mean, what, even what, what he does with Cal and Walt city on their recordings and how he can make the two guitars sound the way they do is exactly. Yeah. I think some, some of the best, mixing of a two of two guitar albums that that's around right now yeah so yeah i mean that's yeah. kind of what i was referencing but you can definitely hear it in other stuff that he gets his hands on too to, oh totally I mean? yeah so, yeah Ab- absolutely yeah cool. there's even some uh there's some shred parts on this rid of me record for sure dude that i was like yeah. it's like not saying that the the, the first rid of me record doesn't shred but i mean like like you said earlier it's more texture more I'm not going to say atmosphere, but the more layers is for more texture and more grinding and stuff. But man, there's some like straight up shredding on this rid of me record. Like yes. that's leaps and bounds way different than the last one. Yeah. And we actually had, uh, two of the parts, uh, we actually had guest guitar, uh, spots on, oh, on nice. the album. Nice. Yeah. Um, our friend, uh, Harry Lannon, who, the reason why we did it actually is because he toured with us late, late it was a little, uh, late 20 december of 2022 okay. he f- he uh filled in on guitar because uh john couldn't do it it was like a two-week tour okay. and we were the song that he uh the song cut he plays the solo on that yeah, on the yeah. record oh, cool cool Shred one. because we we were writing that song while he was going to do this tour with us so we were uh, like hey may, may, like be, we're finishing up writing this track right now do you want to uh Come since in. you're play, since you're touring with us, you want to you want to. We had a little spot where I was gonna write like a, a you know a, like a solo, but he yeah. is. I mean, he plays in death metal bands and yeah. he's like a shredder. Yeah. So we're like, hey, like you're gonna tour with us. Why don't you write a solo there and then you can record it in the studio? Yeah. And he did, and he played it on the tour, and we're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. You know? so, That's cool. And, yeah, and it works too. Like it works so good. It doesn't it doesn't stick out. Like oh, here's he, a death metal guitarist, and then no, like, the, no it, the reason it why I know it works is because I learned it. And can and can play it. So, okay. if, if, if it were any, yeah, if it were any more than that, I, I, you know, I'd be like, I, this is above my uh, my capability. And that I will say is, it just touches like my my limit. It's my app. Yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, Harry, Harry's awesome. He plays in a cognitive is his main band, okay. and uh, yeah, he, yeah. he's also the. Uh, Second guitar player for Revocation, if you know that band. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, yep. Nice. And then yeah, our, our friend Alex uh, did the one on that Libertarian Noise Rock record uh, or song. Yeah, um, yeah. He he dropped that in, and that one is so shreddy and tappy that yeah. I decided I decided not to bother to learn. It, so. <laughs> You're like, it's just on the album. We don't we don't recreate yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah. Slightly yeah. broken down arrangement I, when you play that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome i, I would i'd rather write new songs than spend three months learning that one so. but i, I got it. the other one i got yeah. it yeah <laughs> cool so what's in store like for the rest of the for the rest of the year for the band like what do you guys got going on as far as like shows tours things like that well we're sort of like uh you know we did our record release shows with Callan Wall City and Cherubs. And Dude, like, uh, I was so jealous I couldn't go to all four of those. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> they were, we, we couldn't have asked for better record release shows, honestly. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, and Callan and Cherubs are like our family. So it was like, right. it was it was very special. Yeah. Um, so after that was like uh, what, the second week of December, I think, we, we sort of were like, okay, here come the holidays. And, you know, yeah. so, so we were like, let, let's just kind of like break for a minute. And we just in the past week have gotten back to talking about, you know, our game plan and what we're doing and all. Cool. We want to, you know, obviously we're, we're like going to, you know, a few of us have ideas banked for, you know, the beginnings of the new record. Cool. Um, so because cool. we want we yeah, we just want to write start writing LP3. That's important. But we still need to support this record, of course, since we've only yeah. really played four shows on it. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's all stuff that's like you know, unannounced right now. We, we were, uh, you know, a, a pretty, aw- another awesome like Philly band offered us something. Uh, I think we're going to be touring with them like April into May, just East coast. Okay. Um, we have like some pretty awesome one and now one offs that are like maybe going to turn in the weekends with some, you know, notable bands, but it's all like in the works. So I, you know, I don't really know if I cool. should 
talk about it just yet. You know, so Follow Rita me on Instagram. Yeah, the latest updates. <laughs> yeah, we're we're we're, gr- we're we're grinding on stuff. It, it's yeah, we're gonna do shit. But I I don't want to I don't want to say anything and then it doesn't end up happening. So. Right, right. No, I get yeah, you. Yeah, you know, for sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to burn the podcast to the ground because yeah. <laughs> we like just delete the episode. We didn't have. We don't even yeah, know. Never. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Um, <laughs> so your your label, uh, yeah, Hits Records. Yes. Okay, so you know you've got all this history with all these different bands that you've been in, and all the bands that you've been in have been pretty prolific in in that kind of you know kind of music. How How'd this record label come about? How'd this start? Uh, out of necessity, for sure. Okay. Um, you can trace it back to the beginning of Fight Amp, um, I would say, which, you know, Fight Amp, we consider it... 2003 is when we were all sitting around um, coming up with ideas and, and playing riffs together and you know, all that. Right. Uh, but, but Fight Amp wasn't really a band until 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, we were extremely DIY. I mean, all of our bands have always been, even yeah. though, you know, wh- whatever it's, you know, we do as much as we can ourselves For again, sure. out of, out of necessity and just, you know, sometimes it is just easier to do it yourself, right. uh, e- even though it takes more work, but you know, um, so basically it started with fight app and our friend, uh, Kevin Campbell, who we wanted to release the first uh, Fight Amp EP on Mm 7-inch, and we didn't want to bother talking to labels. We just wanted it to come out. So that's really how it started um, with with the Fight Amp. Well, first of all, the demo on cassette, which came out in 04, and then in 05, uh, Ugly Kids Doing Ugly Things, which we recorded with uh, Will Will from Ampere and Bunker Full of Teeth and Orchid and stuff Mm -hmm. at Dead Air Studios. So that came out on Knife Hits. Um, And then we always just had the moniker as like our collective, but didn't really put out records. And then I sort of revived it in, I guess it might have been 2015 or so, for the last Fight Amp record, um, just because we wanted to like control like we wanted the digital to, to be ours and we wanted like the yeah, cassette sure. and cd like we had brutal panda do the vinyl but yeah. you know we had always given so much away we were like it's time to like keep some of it for ourselves yeah so we put it we put it under the knife hits moniker and then we did the same pretty much the same exact thing for Lodos. um mm-hmm. although we did the vinyl for that on knife hits right um and but we had, and we had brutal panda handle the digital so it was sort of opposite but yeah. uh so that that's sort of what what it's just like it was a way to like just control our own destiny yeah. and when it really changed was you know when the pandemic first hit um right i i was sort of like you know sitting around with some time to kill and writing writing the first ritmy record yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and and demoing it but i wanted I had, but there was time because I I was you know I lost my job when the as everyone did when the yeah. pandemic happened. Right, right. So I, I was and I was staying home. So I was like, man, there's you know there's all this time in the day, and I wanted to do something else musically without starting a second band. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even though I, I even though I also did that, but without starting a third band, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like so so basically, like I uh, I had some friends who just needed music put out, and I had great distribution and and I just had the the setup was there ready to go. Yeah. And my friends needed things done, so I I was like, "Hey, I I could just do it." And then since then, I was like, "Oh, I I enjoy doing this because it's me working with music in a way that's not being in another band." Uh, <laughs> You're like, "I so, can't be in six bands, so I'm going to run a label." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I get to be involved and I get to be involved in a way that isn't, you know, trying to get people to learn riffs and stuff. So, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So that's it, really. It, it was born of necessity. It's a great way to just, like, trim the fat, cut out the middleman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I have awesome distribution, and, like, uh, and the label has a name and every, at least enough to where, like, I can get things done without having to go beg for scraps somewhere else. Right, I right. guess is it, yeah. Because you guys know the music industry is a pretty ugly place. <laughs> so yes. b- being able to cut out some of that bullshit on the outside of it uh, makes what 
me and my friends do more enjoyable. Yeah, so. cool, cool. We had yeah. a conversation uh, on the previous episode, I believe, we, you know, at this publication this, that hosts this podcast, uh, Bearded Gentleman Music. It's John's uh, site. Um, yeah, yep. We've it's always... everybody's site. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um, we've always we've always kind of made it our mission statement to be a um, a place for for independent groups and independent labels and all that all that sort of thing. We'll cover you know some mainstream stuff, but this because this is the stuff that we like. This is the stuff that we listen to. You know, it's not just right. about yep. pushing stuff. It's about what we enjoy. But yep. in saying that, I think that uh, these days there's been a cultural shift uh, again uh, along with record labels. Uh, we we all everybody's indie nowadays because who cares about major labels? But uh, the indie label like that's becoming like this mainstream conscience thing that why we should be supporting these indie labels. It's not just right. about putting out your own records, but yeah. like man, just look at the roster of you know Knife Hit Records. Like oh, yeah. this is all the stuff that we like. You know, know. It's like sure, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're making it easy for us. Actually, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. And that, that's awesome to hear. And you know, it's funny you said it's like what we like. It's like that, you know, I'm sure you guys both know the label Iron Lung, you know, yeah. Vape, yep. And, yep. you know, that's literally like what he is like called his fest and stuff, like what we like fest. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but to me, that's like the mantra of like the indie label. Like people always ask me, like, what genre is your label? And I'm like, I understand that noise rock gets thrown to me all the time. Right. Like, right. That is what it is. But my label is genreless. I mean, I put out a hip hop record. Like, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I, and it's because it's what I like. And it's also people I know who are like, hey, if you don't do it, I'm just going to figure out a way to just throw it against the wall. And I'm like, just let me do it instead. You know, yeah. like I, I can yeah. at least get it out there the best I can because I believe in it and I like it, you know. Right. Um, but that being said, I am a one man army and I can only do so much. And, you know, that's, <laughs> and, and I think that's a lot of indie labels too. Like it, right. it can be an uphill battle. And I think like restraint is, uh, is very important. You know, I, I have to say no to things that I really dig all the time. Cause yeah. it's just like, I don't ever want to like just half-ass something, you know, like yeah. I, I want to give everything its proper due. So, yeah. I mean, and the thing that I think is cool too, is like, especially with knife hits and like, all these other labels, like, you know, how you guys will, like, work together. So it's, like, you know, you'll release something and you'll work with, like, the Ghost is Clear Records to, like, get the vinyl out. Or, you know, you'll work with, you know, like, Hex or, you know, Brutal Panda or something like that just to, like, kind of help along the way of, like, vinyl or whoever distributes this or whoever distributes that. And it's, like, I love that because, like, I love all of these labels and it's, like, mm -hmm. you guys are all friends and you're all trying to help each other out. And, like, it's just fucking kick-ass bands that, like, need more attention and like deserve the love and like having you guys do all this stuff. Like for me, it's like super inspiring. And like, I just want to like shout out all these bands and all these labels and <laughs> yeah. shit. Cause like, it's oh, the coolest yeah. fucking thing ever, you know? That's great to hear. Thank you so much. And I like, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due for like those, uh, like compilation releases and all like mm -hmm. Bobby Johnson of the ghost is clear. Like yeah. he is the man. He is the mastermind of that stuff, and, like, right, right. he's an old friend of mine. I love him to death. And, yeah. like, the reason why we've collaborated so much is because he always finds a way to make those collabs happen. Yeah. And, and he's constantly grinding. And, like, and it's all for the love of the game. Like, that guy has nothing but just, like, love in his heart for, for like, the things that we do. So big yeah. shout-out to you, Bobby. I love you, brother. Yeah, we, we had we had those guys on uh, what, last, year? last year or something yeah. like that. A couple yeah. years ago, so, yeah. 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 Not nice. nothing but good things to say. But but you know, uh, all those labels you just like said, I I consider them like m like my partners and like and like mm. sister labels and they're sure. and we all I mean, you know, hex like stuff like that. Like I I lean on these people all the time for advice and and yeah. we and we share resources and like to me that's that's what it's all about, you know. So, yep. Yep. That's between like between like those labels and a few others. That's like where all my like most of my new music comes from. <laughs> yeah, people are like, "Man, where do you find this shit?" And I like, I'm like, Shh, I don't want to tell you, but there's like <laughs> a dozen really kick-ass record labels. You know, like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, lo I love that. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing, though. Like, as a consumer, you know, like you know, anybody can get on like Bandcamp and just you know scroll random records, but 
like these labels, like your label, like man, just go to the friggin' label page and there's yeah. already all this yeah. stuff. They're you like know, batting a yeah. thousand, so just I'm just like, hey, you know, like hit up knife hits like bandcamp page. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're batting a thousand. There's pretty much like anything yeah. there, like just go through that and you'll find something you want. You if know? you like one of the bands, it's you'll probably like at least ten, you know, out of ten, yeah. you'll at least like eight or nine of them. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Good, so. yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> that's about right. Because I mean, you know, uh, it's all labels where the resources are limited enough mm. where it has to be based on like your taste in music right. you yeah. know like that's like i i can't uh, like afford to release something where i'm like i think this might do well but i hate it <laughs> like right, right. i just like i just not <laughs> e- e- I, first of all like that's not in my character but yeah, let's yeah. just say hypothetically if it was if mm. i was that kind of guy it was like ah, it'll do well i don't care if it's good or not right i i just my resources aren't there to be able to do that so it's mm. like i literally if i put out your record it means i really like it the end you know like yeah. it's, you know I, but and i think all those labels are the same way they they just there aren't enough resources to prop something up like there are certain labels out there that are mm. like well the interns can handle this well i yeah i i i can't do that so <laughs> well i mean if you think about it too like even like i guess subgenre wise like if you look at like the my turn to win that you just dropped you know and yeah. then compare it to like rid of me and then compare it to like you know the uh sunburster album you know or like mm-hmm. the like leopard print taser like it's all all over the place, but it still kind of has like a vibe, a similar vibe. Right. But like, it's definitely a, a t- like those are at least four different like subgenres or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, I I wish I knew what the vibe was called because then right. I could like <laughs> good yeah. shit. It's just like I, a yeah. good shit vibe. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. This all fucking yeah. rules. I don't know. <laughs> those like, are that, yeah. Right this there. all rules. I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Cool. How do you go about? Um, and you kind of answered a little bit of this a minute ago, but like, how do you go about working with these bands uh, for your, that you're interested in putting out stuff on your label? I mean, is there like a certain criteria that, that you kind of do, or is it only bands that you know personally, or like? No, I've a- I've actually released a few things that I didn't. I wasn't really aware of until it like mm-hmm. you know was pitched to me. Right. Now. I have to throw this out there right now. If anyone is listening to this and you're in a band, I my submissions are closed. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, I I have I have turned down some things lately that like I am personal friends with the bands and their right. shit rules. I just I can only do so much in a year, energy and time and financially like, and so I get backed up. But I say yes to a certain amount of things, and I look mm-hmm. at the calendar. I'm like, well, this puts me in the next year already. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I'll get pitched stuff, and I'm like, I just can't squeeze it, and I'm sorry. So yeah. you know, but but that being said, yes, I have done things with people I didn't like, I didn't know that well. So there's no real criteria. Okay. I, it's just I, I'm, it's so boutique and small that it's just if it's time and place and it hits me at the right time and I, and I think that I'm not going to lose money on it, then, then I'm down, you know, like, I, but you yeah. know, late, lately I've literally had to tell people that, you know, the submissions are closed because especially like access to the lonely, like the rid of me record. Yeah. It, it's done really well. And when mm. that happens, the floodgates open and right. I am getting like between <laughs> one and five submissions a day for the label. It's, it's calmed down actually in the new year, yeah. but when the, I'd say like November and December, December, I was getting like one to five submissions a day. For the label. <laughs> and it was, and I tried to answer everybody and it was getting to the right. point where I was like, I think I may have to not answer everybody. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, you know, cause I, I mean, I'm also self-employed, like time, mm-hmm. time is limited. So, you yeah. know, yeah. You can so. just do like an auto reply that's like your band sucks, but not really. <laughs> I just I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry, I'm busy. Uh, I should hire you. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Send, send me all your submissions, and I'll just kind of give them. <laughs> this is why John and, and I could never have a label. Yeah, because we'd be like, wait. or then we'd find a band that we loved, and we just like hit them up every day. Hey, we just want to let you know, like the third track is so good, like this one part. You know? like, <laughs> and then, here's the list of bands that we told up, uh, just so you know. Yeah. That, so, so like. Touring with these guys, shows with these guys, probably off limits. Just heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, you you kind of bring up a good point though, and I think that's um, 
first of all, it's good to hear that you're so backed up that you have to tell people no. That's awesome, you know. Um, it is a but, good problem to have. Yep. Yeah, but I also think that, um, you know, for people who don't know how indie labels work or DIY bands, um, th- this is this is people's lives. It's not just that, oh, I'm the CEO of this, you know, record label in a, in a skyscraper. You know, like this is the stuff that the money I'm putting in this is stuff that I made on my job. You oh know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're fronting the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I think most you know indie bands understand that, but of uh, course. that's something yeah. that uh, I think that being that labels are becoming so popular and you know on the scene these days that some people that don't know how that works really got to understand how um, how that actually you know runs you know indie labels. So yeah. that's a yeah. that was a good uh, thing to bring up. That that that's a really good point because I often lose like perspective on it because mm-hmm. I've been doing this for so long, yeah. And it, it's sort of been like just what I do, right? Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I'm 39, so it's like, and I I've been doing something similar to this since I was maybe like 15 or something like that. You know, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I we started Fight Amp. I think I was 19. You know, so yeah, it's it's been this huge chunk of my life just because it's what i love and it's it's what i do but i've been doing it for so long and from such a young age that i often lose perspective to what someone might know if they haven't been doing it yeah do or or, you know or if they are just like oh i'm just someone who wants music the end like i i don't know what they understand about like indie labels or uh, you know i had this old i I could go back and cite these things from the late 90s or early 2000 here's what hydrahead used to do (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. you know (laughs) but but like you know that at this point that's like someone young 10 or 15 years younger than me might look at me and be like i have no idea what you're talking about you know (laughs) so uh, so i feel in a bubble sometimes and I, i i have to remind myself that I, I don't know what everyone knows or thinks. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, what does the label have like in store for the year? I mean, you, you, I know you said you've turned a bunch of stuff down and that you're kind of maybe pushing yourself into even 2025. But like, is there anything that you can tease or anything like that that like is coming out? Yeah, it's all unannounced right now, okay. um, and it's all like getting put into place every every single project that i have coming up is like uh uh in this stage where it's like finishing being mastered and we're waiting for the art like all that stuff like it's like um i have some things too that are in in a little that i said yes to that are a little bit like more uh in its infant stage probably for the end of the year maybe early next year but i what i will say is a lot of the releases i have coming up are I have a lot of like metal and uh, and like hard yes. and and like kind of grindy hardcore punk stuff coming cool. up. Cool, uh, cool. You're speaking yeah, language. that that that's sort of <laughs> just what's on the docket right now. So that's Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's right. you know it's it's some stuff that touches on like you know like blackened like death metal yeah. maybe Sweet. like stuff something you know. So yeah, yeah I, that's just. That's just sort of what's what, what's what's coming up. So it's gonna it's gonna be funny. I have a few releases in a row that are kind of go up that go down that road, and yeah. so it's always funny when I have like that little like genre shift. Like you know, people yeah. will be like, "Is is this what the label yeah. is now? What are like, you doing? Yeah. What do you mean? Yep. Where's where's all the noise rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's just happenstance, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't cool. worry, there'll be another Rid of Me record soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But now you're going to get all these death bands. Yeah, death now you're going to get all these death metal bands. Sending demos. Just let me know. I'll, I'll hit them up and be like, no, man, you don't thrash hard enough. Sorry. It happens, <laughs> e- it happens every single time. Like, at any genre, I put something out, there's these. There's a new little a crop of people. And, again, I'm not trying to, like, denigrate anyone because sometimes I'm sent stuff that is absolutely killer and yeah, that, right. I just have to, that I just have to pass on. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just can't. It's right. just like an over over. It's like my my cup overfloweth, you know. Like, right, right, right. But but every time, like I watch the genre shift, I'd be like, oh, here I put a record out. It's sort of this yeah. genre, <laughs> and then boom, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, all like bands from that genre, you know. Yeah. I get a I put out one hip hop record, and I get the same guy to this day <laughs> since I put that. It's been two years since I put it out. I think <laughs> the same guy just he is like he like cold call, not cold calls me or whatever on Instagram. Yeah. He just like. 
DMs me. Slides into the DMs. (laughs) But, and he's been doing it for like two years, and it's always prefaced with sign me. It says sign me, and then it'll be a new video. Sign me, new video. And I'm like, I don't sign anybody. You don't sign, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is not how labels work. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, I look at it, and like it brings a smile to my face. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah, you're like I don't have anyone under contract. I just I don't sign records no, out. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing too that you know I was I was trying to say earlier is that like a lot of these indie people that are just starting out, they don't understand how indie labels work. It's not about signing bands. It's not about right. you financing them. You're helping them put out a, a record. You know. So uh, yeah, that's something that I think a lot of those people that sending demos in to uh, Mike here understand <laughs> how it, how it all works. You know, it's, totally. It's... Well, you know, in some people's world, that is what they sh- perhaps mm-hmm. actually strive for. Right, right. And you know, I, I and I, I guess you know, best of luck. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it works for some people, I, right. I suppose. So, yeah. I... yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, like, I, all the yeah. bands I like are like so indie now that it, I'm like, maybe they'll come to Salt Lake. Shit, I don't know. You know, like because like everybody's usually East Coast. They're like, well, you know, and it's like I'm right there in the so, middle. Salt, Salt Lake is a, it's a hard town to hit, man. Dude, I mean, it's know. brutal. And, yeah, I, and yeah, the thing that I, sucks is like people would rather hit Denver, and then the drive from Denver to Salt Lake is like treacherous like you it, it, I'm, you've yeah. heard you've heard it is stories. i've you done know. oh i've yeah, done, you've it. done it yeah yeah, yeah. and so like i get why people are like well maybe we'll hit idaho or we'll just straight up go from denver to portland you know what i mean like portland, i think if you do denver you should do both but I, denver's it, it both cities in my you know in my experience and i and i've played both a handful of times right, right. are are hard to hit like it's because it like if you're doing that big circle around the country it adds this whole thing that can add it seems like it'll only add a couple of days, but it ends up adding almost a week because yep. you want to like, if you you got to make that little area worth it. But it, it's, it's, I will say, pretty worth it. You know, when I played Salt Lake and Denver, it's been awesome shows. Yeah, so that's yeah. But I mean, I, I've come to just like realize that I'm going to get skipped a lot of the time, so I probably <laughs> should just start traveling. I need to start going to like Catterwall and all that shit to catch all the bands that I love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, true that or No Coast or something. Yeah. Uh, well, what can um, what's the best way to support your indie label? Like, what can the, the again the, the the audience out there who, who doesn't know how indie labels work or DIY bands? What's the best way that the consumer can support you and your your label and band, or just like the bands in general too? The I bands mean, in general, it's, right? It's obvious yeah. to us three, but like maybe right. someone that's listening, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Well, like. Okay, so if you are looking to buy tapes or records or or support bands, you know, just by giving them money, like go to knifehitsrecords.com and just like find something you like and buy a record, buy a tape or just buy the digital. That's if you don't have the money to do that, go to the website, find something you like and just follow their social media and and support them and comment on their posts and share their stories and share their posts and 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 raise awareness you know like if you have money like of course like every independent artist like Mm. if you can buy their record or or a shirt or something like through mail order it's it's going to help and through my label like one way or another that like it benefits the label it benefits all the artists uh but not everyone has money to spend like that so again uh, like just following people and helping raise awareness is like is the simplest and and free thing you can do for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, spread spread the word. If you like something, tell all your friends. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's basically what we're doing at the site. I mean, we're trying like everybody we've kind of shifted lately because of like everybody's time like we don't have time to do like features as much as we wanted to or used to mm-hmm. like we did with like fight amp or lodos and yeah. stuff like that so now like a group of us have kind of just shifted to doing like monthly columns where you know we'll pick a handful of albums like i try and keep it under 20 but sometimes i get to like 23 like last <laughs> september like i feel like everybody dropped a kick-ass album and i'm like i don't even know what to do with myself but 2023 was a wild year yeah dude and then like but, yeah and then september sp- especially like everybody was like here 
You know, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, well, thank God the Rid of Me album's yeah. not coming out for a couple months because I've got like 19 other things to listen to. You know, like <laughs> it went crazy. I think it was like born of the pandemic, where like everyone mm-hmm. was on this same like creative cycle, maybe in this yeah. way. Like, yeah. and it just like I I noticed like when you know we announced the Rid of Me record in August, yeah, and and I was like, oh man, like doesn't seem like there's a whole lot happening and then september happened and it was just like yeah boom. i was yeah. like oh man we are in this like yeah we were we, we, yeah it was wild like wild, yeah. wild to see but also yeah i i like uh i recognize what you guys do and it's very cool and you know i was made aware of you guys i think through like covering uh the last fight up record so yeah yeah but yeah. anyways i mean so that, that's just kind of like double down on what you were saying it's like you know we don't necessarily have a ton of money to like buy records or like you know, but everybody tries mm-hmm. to go to shows. And so we kind of collectively got together. And we're like, let's all do columns of stuff. We're like, you know, of course we'll maybe hit on like a bigger band here and there, but like, right. let's just try and like spotlights, like some of these bands that are maybe more DIY or like regional just to like, say like these guys fucking kick ass and like mm-hmm. pay attention to them on social media. And like, if they do come to your town, like go to the show, I guarantee you it'll fucking rule. Like that, that is a, I mean, just doing that alone is huge, you yeah, know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's what all these bands need. It's what my band needs. It's like, yeah. you know, I'd, a lot of the bands I put out, like it's, you know, they, they fly under the radar and yeah, I, I, like, I, and yeah. I, I'm constantly be like, Hey, 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 Hey. But like, you know how that goes. Like yeah. eventually like yep. people are like, all right, I get it. You're putting their record out. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so any, any other voice like to, to reaffirm those things mm. is huge. So, yeah. Just to right like on. give it a little bit of a signal boost. Cause there's a yes. bunch of cool like websites that do that, but I don't think there's enough of us. There should be more, you know what I mean? I, so. I, I agree. Yeah. I so. we we have a serious lack of that here in Philadelphia. So yeah, yeah. It, it's either it goes either way. It's like there's not enough, or there's too much, and it just becomes all the static. You know, like where yeah. they're talking yeah. about all these different other things, and like all the good indie bands are getting lost in the shuffle because well, you know. Yep. So, yeah. So totally. Goes, yeah, it, it is how it goes. Get out there and support support these local bands. Go to a goddamn show. Go to buy the Britney <laughs> record. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Straight yeah. from the website. Buy a fucking t shirt. Do something. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I I want to say uh, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for coming out and hanging out with us um, and giving us the insight of what you know for, for the audience who doesn't know how indie bands work or indie labels or whatever. But uh, thank you so much for your passion. You know, you've been doing this since you've been a yeah, kid, man. basically. I mean, when oh, I was thank you. 19 years old, I mean, you couldn't, I don't even think I could babysit. I'd burn the house down. <laughs> so, like, you're out there running all these bands that are, that evolved into bigger bands and better bands and stuff. So, that's yeah. dedication. I, I really appreciate that. And, oh, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate that. Agreed. Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get out there, listen to that new uh, Rid of Me album. Uh, I'm already so, fucking stoked that they're already writing the third album. I'm like waiting. Like, I know. I'll <laughs> be like stalking their IG. Like, are they post a new snippet? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I have to admit, uh, out of the four members, I, I probably I'm I'm usually the one that is most uh, like driven songwriting wise. Yeah, I would say f- followed by like our drummer. And right now, I am dead last. Like they oh, they shit. all. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just because I think I do the label and like I I've sort of like all, all my bandwidth has been filled up. So like they are all sort of like, especially Howard, our drummer, is like, yeah. oh, I got all these ideas, man. Like let's go. And I'm like, I'm we're getting there. We're getting there. Please record them, demo them, and we're gonna yeah. So yeah, we're gonna have a third LP. So you know, it's but By third LP. It sounds like it's gonna be a triple third LP, right? We're just well, you're just gonna hit us with like thirty six songs. <laughs> All, all covers. Oh, oh no. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all talking heads oh, covers. Yeah. Yeah, all, all talking heads <laughs> covers. Yeah. All the cringy ones. So. Yeah. We're not going to do any of the good ones. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, yep. it's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. You're welcome. Welcome the board anytime because. Uh, Hell yeah. Well, you know, instead of uh, being that you're not writing songs with the band, you're talking to us. So we're technically, <laughs> yeah. we're that's technically, what's made him fall behind. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. John and I are like, technically I gotta go on this fucking podcast. 
I was going to get some riffs down. God damn it. <laughs> well, I guess that means we're in the band then. We're, we're yeah. the new, two new members of Rid of That's Me. right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There yeah. you go. Cool. It's, it's, been de- it's been decided. Okay. Yeah. Make that's, sure you let that. the other three people know. Okay. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll let them know. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Uh, this has been uh, the Crush Monocle podcast. I'm your host, Coop. I'm John. And this is uh, Mr. Uh, Mike McGinnis from Rid of Me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like and subscribe, share. Um, if you're going to share and like this podcast, uh, make it a point to like and subscribe and share Mike's stuff. Yep. There you go. Knife hits, Rid of Me, all that stuff. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. This has been the Crush Monarch Podcast. Out. Later.